You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, January 10th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Fishermen fighting a court case that threatens to shut down commercial salmon trolling in southeast Alaska are asking for help from the Sitka Assembly. When the Assembly meets tonight, it will consider whether to donate $25,000 to the Alaska Trollers Association Legal Defense Fund. The ATA is a defendant and intervener in a lawsuit against the National Marine Fisheries Service brought by the Wild Fish Conservancy in the spring of 2020. The Wild Fish Conservancy is a Seattle-based environmental group that wants to halt the southeast troll fishery to protect an endangered population of killer whales in Puget Sound. They argue the fishery targets an important food supply of the whales, Chinook salmon. Trollers say that other factors like pollution, habitat loss, and vessel traffic are harming the orcas, not the fisheries. In December, a U.S. District Court in Washington issued a report that would put the fisheries at risk of closure. The ATA is responding, but anticipates legal fees will exceed another $100,000 from what the organization is already paying for. Hence, the $25,000 request the Asica Assembly is considering. In other business, the Assembly will discuss the city's management plan for the 2023 summer cruise season. And it will consider on final reading whether to tweak new rules for tour buses and vendors at Harrigan Centennial Hall. In early December, the Assembly changed the process for obtaining commercial permits at the city building where cruise passengers are picked up and dropped off during the summer. The new rules required businesses to bid for a limited number of vendor and outfitter spots outside the building instead of paying a flat fee and establish yearly permits for taxis and buses. Shortly after adopting the new code in late December, the Assembly drafted several modifications to the rules, including increasing the permit duration for vendors from one to three years and fully eliminating the permit fee for electric vehicles. But the group was split on whether to increase the annual permit fee for large commercial vehicles with 30 or more passengers from $1,000 to $2,000. That item narrowly passed on a 3-3 to vote, but in order to pass tonight, it would require majority support at the table. The Sitka Assembly meets at 6 p.m. tonight. Raven News will broadcast the meeting live following Alaska News Nightly. In much of the world, the Christmas season continued into the new year with Eastern Orthodox Christians overseas and in the United States celebrating Russian Christmas on January 7th. On Saturday, St. Michael's Russian Orthodox Cathedral in Sitka hosted its annual nativity service featuring a divine liturgy and choral music, with lyrics in Shlinget, Aleut, and Yupik, as well as Latin. KCAW's Meredith Reddick brings us this audio postcard featuring the voices of Father Ishmael Andrew and choral director Kathy Hope Erickson. And I always say that's our reward for having gone through that. Father and the Son together is worshipped and 
You just heard the voices of Father Ishmael Andrew and choral director Kathy Hope Erickson with the sounds of the annual nativity service at St. Michael's Russian Orthodox Cathedral in Sitka. Trappers killed more than 60 wolves during the month-long season on Prince of Wales Island late last year. Trappers are now pushing state authorities to move the season to the spring to allow them to take advantage of better conditions. But environmental advocates say too many wolves are being killed already, and a spring season would only make things worse. KRBD's Reagan Miller reports. State wildlife officials say 62 wolves were taken during the 31-day harvest that ran from mid-November to mid-December. State biologists are comfortable with that number. Based on population estimates and previous harvest rates, the Alaska Department of Fish and Game expected that somewhere between 60 and 100 wolves would be taken this season. The state estimated roughly 230 wolves lived on Prince of Wales Island and the surrounding islands as of the fall of 2021. Biologists aim for a population of between 150 and 200 wolves. But environmental advocates are worried. Colette Adkins is the carnivore conservation director for the Center for Biological Diversity, one of the groups fighting to list the Alexander Archipelago wolf as endangered. I mean, 60-something last year, 60-something this year. Um, These wolves are going to end up on the endangered species list if this type of trapping continues. Adkins says her organization would like to see trapping stop on the island altogether. But area trappers have other ideas including moving the season to the spring instead of the winter. Trapper Devin Dolan submitted a letter to Ketchikan's Fish and Game Advisory Committee explaining why he feels that the wolf harvest should be moved to the beginning of March. Dolan was a member of the committee until his term expired this past summer. He also addressed the committee at its recent meeting. A lot of people have complained for years about ice in November and December and snow and can't access areas, bad weather, short days. Trappers also wouldn't be in the field around the same time as duck or deer hunters. He says a spring season would avoid snaring deer during their critical breeding season. Moving it into uh, March is the deer slowed down a lot. They're not quite moving as much. They're still moving, but they're not moving as quite a wide of a range where you would catch them in a snare quite as likely. They're going to be laying a little bit lower. The Ketchikan Advisory Committee unanimously chose to support a spring trapping season. But Adkins, from the Center for Biological Diversity, says the idea comes with its own problems. That's during the wolves' breeding season. It's a particularly sensitive time for wolves. And there are so many other ways to protect uh, deer from snaring. She suggests so-called breakaway devices that have a loop that breaks with a certain amount of force. Moving the trapping season to March would only make things worse for wolves. While the advisory committee supported the idea, it's not scheduled for discussion by the Board of Game when it meets in Ketchikan on January 20th. There are a few wolf-related items on the Board of Game's agenda. One proposal from the Alaska Wildlife Alliance would nearly double the target wolf population to between 250 and 350 wolves. Others would change the way the population or harvest level are calculated. A proposal from Ketchikan's advisory committee would open the wolf hunting season September 1st and set a five-wolf bag limit. Most wolves are killed by trappers, but an earlier hunting season would allow deer hunters to kill wolves that they encounter. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. Each year, Dr. Lindy Jones and his wife Colleen say they'll stop making little cradles in the shape of boats for newborns in Juneau. But each year, they keep making them. It's a tradition that took root back when Lindy delivered babies at Bartlett Regional Hospital, where he said he formed deep connections with the parents. KTOO's Yvonne Crumry reports. The couple, who've been woodworking together since college, makes one of the little rocking boats for the first baby born in Juneau each year. 
They also make them for nurses and friends when they have children, about four or five boats a year. Lindy is an emergency room doctor now, but when he was working in the delivery room 20 years ago, he found he wanted a way to acknowledge the connections he formed with parents who were experiencing infertility and challenging pregnancies. You know, there's certain families that I had a connection to and kind of being with them through the process. And it was a way just to acknowledge that for myself and for them, I think. The couple builds adult-sized boats, too, like the 30-foot fishing boat they started last January. Standing in the Joneses' woodshop and guest house, which they also built themselves, Colleen Jones points towards the hall, recently coated in resin. And it usually has a table saw. All and this is usually the woodworking room. And it has been transformed into a boat. And all the- Colleen says she spends about four hours a day in the woodshop, working on their bigger projects and on the gifts the couple gives out around the holidays. I mean, it's one way that you can just share something at the start of the year, I think, for somebody mm-hmm. special and, you know, new life, whatever. And they used yellow cedar for this year's baby boat, grown and cut in Huna. Lindy has been working with Wes Tyler, the owner of Icy Straits Lumber, for years. But he actually, this year, donated, donated all the yellow cedar oh, wow. for the boats. The baby boats are labor-intensive. At one point, the couple stopped building them for about a decade. But Lindy says it's not wasted time for him. Shop time doesn't count against life, you know. Lindy said he feels deeply committed to Bartlett as a place of work, and that drives him to keep making and gifting these boats. It's given me an opportunity for the, you know, uh, the most challenging, fulfilling career I could ever imagine. This year's boat went to Ethan Weed, Juno's first baby of 2023, born on January 3rd. Lindy says he never plans to sell anything he makes, and he plans to have their new fishing boat ready for the outer coast by king salmon season. In Juno, I'm Yvonne Cremery. Taking a look at the community calendar. Sprouts, a free preschool program for children aged 3 to 5 and their parents, is at 10.30 a.m. on Tuesdays at the Sitka Sound Science Center through April. For more information, call 907-747-8878. Sitka Parks and Recreation Committee meets at noon today at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Sitka Bear Task Force meets at 2 p.m. at Harrigan Centennial Hall. And regular Sitka Assembly meetings are held at 6 p.m. the second and fourth Tuesday of each month at Harrigan Centennial Hall. The agenda and supporting documentation can be found by following a link on the community calendar posting. We will be broadcast the meeting live following Alaska News Nightly. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.